welcome to the Powerful Project. I am V and I'm Kirsty, and we're two female fitness coaches passionate about empowering women to feel strong and confident in their bodies. We discuss all things women's wellness including training, nutrition, mindset and women's health. Let's jump in. In today's episode we're chatting about discipline versus motivation. The reason why is because when we want to make a change, so many people assume that they need to be motivated. I hear it all the time, like I want to be motivated to hit my goals or I'll start at the gym when I feel motivated. But the thing with motivation is it's fleeting and short-lived. I think we all know it. It's that surge of intention to take action. So it usually comes when you're feeling really emotional, you've got heaps of focus and you've got this desire, which can lead to a big spike in action taking towards your goals. I think we all know the vibes, right? I'm going to start on Monday. I'm going to cut out sugar today. I'm going to work out every day this week. I'm finally joining the gym. And we have all those thoughts and all those ideas that are running through our head. But We think it's going to spike our motivation, but actually putting the action steps in is what's going to change us. With motivation, it's really short-lived and it's not sustainable. It's a feeling and it's a feeling that is going to create this little spike in you. As soon as the state you were in changes, it is gone. It's very flimsy and will disappear when something gets in the way of your actions or it gets a little hard. So if you're always looking for motivation to get started, you're going to be very inconsistent and a serial procrastinator. Guilty. (laughs) I know. It feels so amazing in the moment when you've got motivation. You're like, oh my God, I could do this forever. Like I'm on top of the world. (laughs) But no, it never lasts long, unfortunately. So in order to actually make long-term change, we need to get familiar with a concept called discipline. This is what's going to actually help you make consistent progress on your habits. And you may or may not have a preconceived idea of what discipline is already. Sometimes it gets a bit of a bad rap. So like, you know, discipline's like, oh, you have to do this and you have to force yourself. But today's chat, I'm going to give you a little bit more of a different idea of what discipline is and how you can use it a little bit better to help you. So what discipline is, is the skill to follow through on your actions most of the time without relying on your emotional state. So it is the energy we're using to build habits consistently. It's much more long-lived than motivation. And it's also able to be strengthened, very similar to how we strengthen our muscles in the gym. And like our muscles, it also has a limit, so it can't last forever. However, when it comes to discipline, the trouble is knowing how much to use. So if you use too little of it, we don't actually overcome our challenges. So you might get into the idea of, oh, I've tried using discipline in the past, but I've never actually achieved anything with it. And too much can cause yourselves to panic or feel forced and trapped into what you're trying to do, which on the other end of the spectrum, you may or may not have done before. It's where you think you have to do things exactly when you said you would. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. That's too much discipline and can end up with you falling off the wagon. So we want to try and find a nice balance there so you can actually move forward towards your goals and strengthen your discipline so that you can build these healthy habits. Yeah, I feel like when it comes to discipline, Lots of people always jump to like the military or like yes. really strict parents or something like that. Or a ruler. <laughs> Cross your knuckles. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Good old days. But to help you understand discipline a little bit more, we will first get familiar with our comfort zone. And this is something that I love. I love talking about the comfort zone. The comfort zone is the routine habits that you have, either consciously or from convenience. There's minimal fear, but also minimal in- incentive to make changes. Progress has usually plateaued. So really when we're talking about the comfort zone, it's where you feel the best because you don't have to constantly jump out of fear, try new things. It is easy and it is convenient. Think about comfort zone like when you are at a job, you like your job, it's good, but you know you could do better. 
but you are comfortable there and you're going in there and nothing really stresses you too much. It's convenient and you enjoy what you're doing, but usually your progress plateaus. So you will feel no pressure, maybe a little bit of boredom, lack of enthusiasm, stagnation, and see minimal change. If you keep trying to make changes, but stay in your comfort zone, you will not really see the progress. So again, with the job, you will always feel the same. You might feel a little bit less of a spark. You go to work, but it's not really exciting you as much. But again, then you're too comfortable to go and look for new jobs or apply for new work or go on a holiday and things like that. So one of our favorite quotes is, if you always do what you always did, you will always get what you always got. So this is a really important reminder that if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And the thing with the comfort zone is you may have pushed yourself to learn new things, which we'll talk about next. But when they've entered your comfort zone and they no longer require any conscious effort to you know, improve or move forward, that's now in your comfort zone. So your comfort zone can stretch and get bigger, which is amazing and really good for maintenance. So let's not poo-hoo the, the old comfort zone there. If we've got something we want to maintain and it's in your comfort zone, that's a really good thing because it means that you're now going to fall back onto those habits when you are going through times of challenge. So it can be really good. But again, if we're wanting to move forward and make new changes, staying within that comfort zone and that comfortable place, it's not going to get us any change. And yes, it feels good. It feels easy. There's no fear, but it's not going to make us move forward. So that's why I like to use this as a bit of a model. So if you think of your comfort zone as a circle around you, and then just outside of that, we're going to think of a slightly different zone. So if you think of the circle being one color, a little bit bigger than that, there's something that I call the stretch zone or some models call the stretch zone. Now in this zone, it's where we're actually going to grow to do new things. You're going to push yourself to try something new and you're going to use your discipline that we talked about before to carve new habits. So now you may have to overcome a little fear or resistance over that line from comfort zone to stretch zone. And that's completely fine. I know many people, when they're going to do something new, they say, oh, I feel really anxious about it or nervous. I can't do it. That's really important. You need to feel the fear and do it anyway. That's you entering this stretch zone. So when you're actually in this zone, so you've overcome the fear and you're doing the thing, you should feel engaged, open to learning, you're challenged, you're pretty enthusiastic, and you're willing to look for solutions to your problems. So it's a really empowering state to be in. Like you're learning something. I think I've felt it a lot when I'm learning something new that I'm really excited about. You're, you know, not afraid to be wrong. You're willing to work on things, but you're also willing to learn and, you know, have a few little failures along the way. That's totally fine. It's a really good place to be in because it's going to help you improve your performance in whatever area it is. So if we're talking about the gym, you're going to be pushing yourself that little bit more with your weights, pushing yourself a little bit more with your cardio or your flexibility. It's going to help improve you over time. And this can form a new edge of your comfort zone if you do it for long enough. So this is a really great zone that we want to be in. And hopefully I've made that quite clear. Like it's just outside of your comfort zone. So a little bit wider than the circle of your comfort zone. Now, if we think of a third circle, a little bit further beyond the stretch zone, this is called the panic zone. Well, I'm calling it the panic zone. (laughs) So when we've entered, exited the comfort zone, if you accidentally bypass the stretch zone by pushing too much pressure on yourself, you may end up, whoops, straight back, bang, in the middle of the panic zone. This is where you're way beyond your depth and your ability to handle. So your nervous system might fall into that fight or flight mode where it gets really stressed and overwhelmed and it's not able to deal with the challenge. So this is where I talk about discipline is when people force themselves to do too much, that's way outside their ability. 
that's when you yo-yo and bounce between being like, oh, I tried really hard at that and it was a bit too much. And then you went straight back into the comfort zone. Whole all or nothing mentality, right? It's like we're either all in or we're not in at all. And then that's where we overdo it and quickly jump into the panic zone. And then there's no motivation either because you then feel disheartened and you're like, why did I do this? Why can't I stick to what I said I'm going to do? Because we're jumping way too far ahead of what we can actually do. Hugely. This is really negative for a lot of people's self-esteem as well because they feel like they've tried to push themselves, but they've ended up feeling these overwhelm and this stress and their poor nervous system has gone into that alarm bell mode. <laughs> and yes, we've ended up self-sabotaging a lot of the time. So if you are someone who tends to do that, you feel that you've pushed yourself, you get anxious, overwhelmed, you actually don't do so well. So you're a bit fearful of failure and you start doing those self-sabotaging behaviors and cycles that don't actually help you move forward you've probably jumped into the old panic zone the reason i made it into these three zones is just so you can picture it in your mind as to what you're entering into because the only way you can really know is how you're feeling and how you're coping with what you're actually attempting to achieve because at some point that quote-unquote panic zone will be your new stretch zone if you've brought that stretch zone into your comfort zone. I hope that makes sense. So you're trying to expand your comfort zone over time so that you can actually cope with more and you can get better and improve. Like you can probably achieve something today that you couldn't achieve years ago if you've been steadily working on it and it would have way overwhelmed you a couple of years ago. It's really exciting that you can bring it in. But I found this model has helped me be really aware when I've bitten off more than I could chew (laughs) on something and I probably need to tone it back. And not beat myself up about it. Just be aware that, hey, that was a bit much for me. Maybe I was in my panic zone. Let's chill out for a bit. And focus on something more attainable so it's in my stretch zone. Another really important note about your panic zone. So if you've been getting pretty aware of like what your comfort zone feels like, what your stretch zone feels like, and what old panic zone feels like, it's important to know that that comes closer to your comfort zone when you're tired, depleted, Mm -hmm. you're already overwhelmed or stressed. It's really important to know that you need to have the capacity to stretch yourself and push yourself into that stretch zone. Your discipline is like a muscle and like muscles, they get tired, they need energy, they need sleep, they need rest. If you're not rested and slept and fed, it can be a struggle town to actually push yourself. So again, don't beat yourself up or feel self-critical if you're not actually able to push yourself out of your comfort zone just yet. It's important to be able to look after your discipline so that you have that energy to get into that next level. Yeah, I think I'm a big one on that. There's phases in life as well. Like there's phases mm-hmm. in life where you can't always tick all the boxes, although we really want to, but there might be a phase where you can be really, really good at the gym, but then maybe your social life isn't as great. So then there's another phase where you're going to be really, really good at socializing, but then your gym life is going to take a down path from there. Or you're going to be really succeeding at work, gym's going really well, and then maybe everything else is just a bit more chill. So when you are in that comfort zone, just make sure that when you are expanding in all those areas that you can't expand in all three or four areas. You're so right. All all the time at any stage. So you've got to focus on maybe exploring your work first, then exploring the gym first, making sure that you think about it like a triangle as well. You have three things that you can focus on, but you can't always jump out of your comfort zone in all areas in life. So it's really important that you keep that in mind as well. 
Yeah, that's such a good point you've made there. Because discipline is energy and energy is finite and also our lives are not just one thing. <laughs> yeah. So if you are breaking your life down to figure out what goals you're wanting to achieve in different areas, like I personally do like to break them down into my personal goals, my fitness and wellness and health goals and work. You can't just push all of them all at once because you'll end up burnt out, tired and with zero discipline. hundred <laughs> yeah, yeah. percent. So it's important to be like, okay, I've got a good comfort zone or some good habits in a certain area that you've worked on. Maybe you just want to keep them ticking along for a while whether it is work or your health goals and then you can push a little bit more into that other area that's such a good idea because you can't do all at once (laughs) unfortunately as much as we want to but yeah i think that's one of the biggest things to always keep in mind jump in like your stretch zone in certain areas jump into the comfort zone in other areas so you've got a well-balanced life and your nervous system isn't going through the roof and then you crash definitely Now, how can you actually use discipline and what's a good approach that you can use? I've got a three-step process that can help you just remember what it is you're focusing on and help you use this discipline energy in an intelligent way to actually enter your stretch zone. So first step is number one, be clear. So you need to be clear on what your goal is, why it's important to you. Exactly like V said before, you don't always need to be aiming for the highest thing in your work and your personal life and your business, whatever it is you're aiming for. It needs to be important to you in that time and it needs to be very clear. You can't be burning your energy at all ends for no reason. So you need to know what you can manage and because it's important to you, you need a nice clear structure and plan to stick to to move towards it. Because our emotions are turbulent, especially being female, they change through the month, they change through the day, they depend on what you've eaten and how happy you're feeling, what's going on in your life. Emotions are turbulent and if you're relying on motivation, like we said right at the start, you're going to fall off this plan within literally two weeks. <laughs> maybe less (laughs) so you do need a really clear structure and a plan to keep referring back to what you're aiming to creep forward at and entering your stretch zone each week please don't go for a goal without a plan you won't get anywhere it's good to have specific targets to aim for so whatever area it is the gym's the easiest one to focus on like if you're wanting to get stronger you just have targets each week you're aiming for for your lifts and for your goals and for your sessions and then you can see that progress over time And I also like to notice my emotions and feelings and reactions because you can pretty quickly notice how you're going to behave at certain times if you have those ups and downs. So it's good to know, okay, I'm still moving forward towards my goal. There are a few ups and downs, but that's okay, rather than just giving up on it altogether. And this can help you find that stretch zone. So like I said before, there's certain emotions in different zones that you'll feel. In the comfort zone, you chill as all. (laughs) It's all hell. can't care about anything (laughs) but when you enter your stretch zone you may have to overcome a bit of fear and then you're feeling that engagement you're interested you're wanting to solve problems you're finding new things and you're willing to work on them it's it can also be called the play zone actually i think i've heard of it called the play zone like when you're playing or having fun like you often learn in this state and panic zone is shut down mode you've absolutely freaked out it's good to know that if something has overwhelmed you so much that you've just shut down it's good to be compassionate to yourself and be like maybe that's just outside the zone just yet so number one is be nice and clear number two is taking small steps So practice making small commitments in your stretch zone to yourself is really important because it may even be so small that you think what's even the point, but the point is to build that disciplinary fitness. So you're actually able to use your discipline to make a step forward and know that you can commit to yourself. 
A good tip is to make the action almost so small you can't refuse. So say if it is going to the gym, you may just put on your shoes. You're like, okay, all I'm going to do is put on my shoes. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Celebrate those small wins and those small steps because that's ultimately sort of bringing you back motivation as well, right? Because you're going to feel so proud of yourself that you've accomplished such a small thing. But you should be feeling so proud of yourself for accomplishing a small thing because it's the smallest step into the right direction, into the new you with the new habits. Yeah, hugely. The big goals are made up of small steps. So do not underestimate how important they are and how much they help to build your big habits. And also practice doing them despite your emotional state. Like I said before, emotions are quite turbulent. This doesn't mean just ignore your emotions. <laughs> Please have compassion for yourself. But this means if you're just not feeling it, go anyway. If you're a bit tired after work and you're like, oh, I'm just going to skip the gym, do it anyway. You might not get the best session in, but it's important to keep practicing that showing up for yourself. The rule, the five minute rule, do it for five minutes. And yeah. if you really don't want to do it after, you're allowed to go home. But usually what happens if you do it for five, you just yeah, follow keep through. Going. <laughs> you do feel good after. You do. <laughs> yes. And most of the time, I'd say about 80% of the time, you overcome that resistance to do the thing and you feel so much better afterwards. I think it's such an important practice. And that is what we said before, building disciplinary fitness. When you're not really feeling it, you go anyway. That's when you're going to keep building that ability to showing up for yourself. Please look after yourself, though. If you're really burnt out, tired, exhausted, prioritize that first and then have that thought to yourself as to why that's happening. And that's going to be your energy for your disciplinary fitness anyway. So it's important to make sure we're always balancing both sides. <laughs> yeah, it's a fine line between actually being really exhausted or just being a little bit lazy or a little bit yeah. slack. So I feel like if you are in that state where you're consciously choosing to not show up to the gym, ask yourself why, like what's holding you back? Do you not get sleep? Do you not prioritize other things? Are you feeling a bit sick? Are there other areas in your life where you're pushing way too far out of your comfort zone? Like Kirsty said before, are you going into panic zone and that's why this area in your life is now going backwards so really important is to reflect and even if we're not showing up on certain days there's nothing wrong with that like we're all human but it's important to take action reflect on it and then find new steps another small step forward the next day and how you can improve and improve i think that's super important ironically we were talking about this before how we kind of give ourselves alter egos for, for ourselves to help us overcome that resistance to do things so my thing i like to do for myself is think of my future self as my friend so i would never let my friend down and not do that thing for her so that she's look, not looked after and then I also like to thank my past self for what she's done for me. So when I'm not feeling like doing something or I know that I've booked it in my calendar to do like, say, my make my food for the next day or go to the gym and do my full workout, I listen to that resistance and I think, what would my future self want me to be doing right now? And that helps me so many times to overcome that and actually show up for myself, get it done. And I feel amazing afterwards because that's the whole point. I made those habits part of my plan in the first place. It's so my future self could feel better, have a better life and be there for myself. Yeah. So it builds so much self-trust having that. I love this so much. And I do something very similar. So I've recently sat down and decided on some goals that I want to tick. And I'm asking myself who I want to become to be that person or who I need to show up as on a day-to-day -day basis to reach those goals. And for me, I've called this alter ego superpower V. She's <laughs> unstoppable. <laughs> and even just saying that makes me feel like happy and in a good mood. So I want to show up as like the best coach and show up as a motivator and inspiring. So stepping into superpower V energy and almost seeing it like it's a different personality that you tap into has been extremely powerful for me. And then I ask myself, 
what what superpower they do would she go to bed right now or would she be on her phone she's scrolling instagram or is she taking rest and actually relaxing rather than scrolling and getting busy so this has been like huge and superpower v goes to the gym and she lifts and she eats her food and she does all those things so then the v that is in the current moment is then thinking about hey where do i want to go I'm going to take those small steps now. Yes, because it is only in the present moment you can actually make the change to become that future you. And we always preach that you're worthy and enough as you are. That doesn't mean you can't keep pushing for the new version of yourself, a better version of yourself, healthier, happier, stronger. That's what we're here to do. So yeah, I love using the alter egos. (laughs) I need to start doing that because that's really clever because you can tap into the energy at any one point. I usually just think, will past or future me appreciate what I'm doing right now? It really helps. It's been a game changer for me. So maybe we should all challenge you this week. Yes. (laughs) Find your alter ego. What's your boss alter ego? (laughs) What's she doing? What's she up to? What's her name? How does she show up? How does she walk? How does she present herself? And let's get into small steps and take action. It helps so much just to have that little zoom out picture of what's going on in your life. Yeah. Because, you know, we also have our inner child that we always need to speak to and have compassion for, of like our past self. We need to have our current self, our future self, our alter egos, what we could be. You can tap into so many different energies of who you are and that helps you to actually take the action and move towards who you want to be. Yeah. And this is a little side tangent here as well, but I think it kind of fits. It's really important that when we are not achieving those small steps that we watch the language that we use. So don't say to yourself, oh, stupid me didn't do that. Mm. Stupid me didn't do that. Or like using other words, probably even worse words. <laughs> let's, keep it, let's keep it tame. But it's really important that you don't put yourself down for things that you haven't done in the past, but looking forward and using and watching the language that you use and maybe think about, hey, would you say that to your friend? Like mm. stupid you for doing that and la 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 la. Because using that language within yourself is going to be super powerful to push forward and to put into action what you actually want to do. Yeah, I don't think that ever helps is putting yourself down for something that you didn't do. There's always just a lesson to be learned there as to why you didn't show up and do that thing. Most of the time, it's because you are either exhausted yeah. <laughs> or there is something going on inside you with a limiting belief or a block as to why you can't become that other person. But that's what the alter ego is cool. It's because you can tap into that at any point. It doesn't mean that you, how you're feeling right now is going to impact the actions that you do. You can keep showing up for the next version of yourself. 100%. Couldn't agree more. I love this. Good side tangent there. (laughs) So take small steps and make an alter ego. (laughs) Or do what you can now for the future self. I think that's super important. No matter how small it is, it is worthy and it's going to help move you forward. The third step I've added in is... Protect, replenish, and restore your discipline. Like I said before, it is a finite source. It is energy. So if you're tired or depleted already, you're going to find it much harder to practice discipline. But you do need to set yourself up for success to have discipline. Ironically, with discipline. (laughs) Because you need to set yourself up to prepare yourself. So making sure you're slept fed, rested, and not overwhelmed are the biggest aspects to making sure you can actually show up and stretch yourself out of your comfort zone. If you're currently feeling burnt out and at the end of your tether, it's probably not the best state to be in to push yourself and that panic zone will be right up against your comfort zone. I know lots of women who tend to do this, they're just always on permanent burnout. So this is probably our time for a bit of a kick up the bum to focus on the little habits you can do to actually replenish your discipline first. That might be actually building a stretch. So (laughs) it's like, can you do you have any energy to push yourself to make improvements outside of your comfort zone? 
The next thing is choosing habits with an exponential return. And by that, I mean they're going to be habits that come into your comfort zone and keep you moving. So I think the gym's a big one. Like mm-hmm. once you've built the gym, going to the gym into your routine and building a baseline strength, that helps to give you an exponential return. As you build muscle, it's going to help you feel stronger, which helps other areas of your life. With your fitness and your health, you want to improve other areas of your life and you want to keep going to the gym. So that's a really good exponential one, you know. Other good habits are like making sure you brush your teeth every day. (laughs) Good dental hygiene. We built that one years ago, but it's obviously going to be great because you use next to no energy to brush your teeth every night and it's going to help your teeth hygiene. So that's a way to use a habit that's going to keep improving you over time. And once it's in your comfort zone, will help hold you there. My mum's favorite quote is one by James Clear that says, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. And that's what I mean by building habits that have this level of support for you so once you've actually built them into your life they help to form that nice kind of cement floor on your comfort zone so you stay at a nice maintenance level and because they don't use any more discipline to maintain you can actually have more discipline to push yourself up to another level so usually most healthy habits going to help you to do this so prioritize those first and like we said before please have compassion and forgiveness for yourself you're not going to always be perfect there's going to be different seasons of your life when you're not actually focusing on your training and nutrition so much or you're not focusing on your work so much that's fine just be conscious of them and aware of what it is you're trying to do and keep looking after yourself even if you're going through a really hard time in your life i couldn't agree more it's so important that we acknowledge which season we're in and then moving towards our goals within that season so to summarize today's episode To make long-term change in your health, fitness, and results, you need to get familiar with using discipline over motivation. Motivation is fun, but doesn't last. Kind of like a (laughs) one-night stand over a long-term relationship. True. (laughs) It's fun, but it won't last. Yeah, we all know that. (laughs) A good model to use to understand using discipline effectively is to get aware out of your comfort zone, stretch zone, and panic zone, and how your nervous system reacts in each. And by nervous system, we mean your like physical reaction to the zones. Like we said, comfort zone, you're pretty chill, like not too much stress going on. In the stretch zone, you're feeling engaged and excited and motivated. Motivated? Yeah, we might actually feel motivated, <laughs> but you have overcome. Yeah, you have overcome a little bit of fear. Panic zone is full shutdown mode. <laughs> That's a good awareness of how your nervous system is feeling in each of those. I love it. To get good at using discipline, these are three steps to help you. One. Be clear on what your target is and why it's important to you and don't bite off more than you can chew. Just like we said before, be realistic on your goal setting as well. Two, take small steps that are within your capacity and challenge your alter ego. Yeah. (laughs) Make sure that you're nourishing her, make sure that she's got a name and make sure that you're celebrating those small wins on the way as well. And then three, protect, replenish and restore your discipline. Take breaks and don't enter hustle mode. This one's really important because usually our plate is so full already. So just be aware where you're at, make them realistic, really, really focus on having enough sleep, recovery as well, because We can't just be in our panic zone all the time. No, that's not a good way to live. Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe to hear more and stay updated when we release a new episode. But we'd also love you to write a review if this episode resonated with you. We're offering one free strategy session to one of our subscribers who leaves a review. Until next time, keep showing up for yourself, take action for your health, and remember that you are powerful.